There we go. Hello, everybody. It's another Thursday night, and it's Giselle and Sidonia here. Um, we haven't gotten Gum with us tonight, and Gum is away for the next two to three weeks. So, um, you will have the pleasure of just Giselle and myself over the next um, couple of weeks. So, um, just to warn you, we might get a bit. You know how we get. We might um, get a bit into our <laughs> swag with chin wag, but yeah, let's see how we get on. Okay, so. Today we're returning to the Women of the Bible series um, and we are looking at the daughters of men. So we're going to be following our study guide um, and the scriptural reference is Genesis 6, 1 to 5. So I'm just going to read off um, what the study guide says and then we're going to sort of unpick it and unpack it, see what lessons are there for us today and what we could possibly learn from that bit of scripture um, and those women. Um, okay, so here we go. The phrase daughters of men from Genesis 6 verse 2 is easy to overlook but fascinating to study. The Genesis text says, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards when the son of god came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them those were the mighty men who were of who were of old men of renown then the lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. The central issue in this passage is the identity of the daughters of men and the sons of God. Some scholars have assumed that the passage describes intermarriage between the godly line of Seth and the line of Cain. There are, however, problems with this interpretation. First, why use the phrase sons of God for Seth's line, which, like Cain's line, has been corrupted by the fall. Second, how would this union have produced giants as seen in Genesis 6-4? Strikingly, the word translated giants here is Nephilim. While the exact meaning is uncertain, the term implies a marked physical distinction from ordinary human beings. Third, the phrase sons of God in other Old Testament scriptures need not refer to humans at all. The Hebrew phrase that is translated as sons of God, Ben Elohim, is found in Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 1 and chapter 32 verse 5. It's also in Psalm 73 and 125 and Hosea chapter 1 verse 18. The first three passages are references not to males but to all Israel as God's covenant people. The usual translation is children of God. The Hosea passage translated sons of the living God, again, speaks of God's covenant people. But when the phrase Ben Elohim is used in Job chapter 1 verse 6 and Job chapter 2 verse 1, the reference is clearly to angelic beings not humans and not men. In these passages, the Hebrew ben, which um, means son, 
is used in another of its common senses to identify angels as the direct creation of, and thus metaphorically, the sons of God. The question becomes for us whether we are to understand sons of God in Genesis 6 as a reference to fallen angels or to human males. This question is discussed thoroughly in another book in this series, Every Good and Every Every Good and Evil Angel. For our purposes, the following passage from the New Testament book of Jude supports the view that the sons of God are fallen angels. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day of Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Should these passages suggest an unnatural human, an unnatural union of women with fallen angels, the role of these women was significant indeed. For this strange practice is closely associated with the flood, and shortly afterwards destroyed life on earth. Our phrase in Genesis 6 seems to exonerate the women involved in this practice. The text says that the sons of God took wives for themselves of all whom they chose, as seen in Genesis 6 2. Women did not initiate this relationship. If we could find any parallels in Greek and Roman myths of deities' involvement with human women, we can be confident that the taken was often accomplished by rape, sometimes by deceit, never to the advantage of the women involved. The women portrayed in Genesis 6 were victims, not partners in the betrayal of their race, for the beings who took them so wickedly were far more powerful than any human. Examples for today. In a society that places so much emphasis on physical beauty, it's important to be aware of certain dangers associated with beauty. It was the beauty of the daughters of men that first drew the sons of God. When we dress to emphasize sexual attractiveness, we are more likely to attract the wrong men. Wow, that was something. Um, I think maybe just for context, G. Do you want to read Genesis 6, 1 and 5? I sure will. I'm just writing down that we've done this one tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. Genesis 6, 1 through 5. Yeah. It is written, and I'm reading from the NLT version, okay? okay. And it's, it is written, When the human population began to grow rapidly on the earth, the sons of God saw the beautiful woman of the human race and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. For they are only mortal flesh. 
In the future, they will live no longer than 120 years. In those days, even afterward, giants lived in the earth or uh, wherever the sons of God had intercourse with human women. They gave birth to children who became the heroes. Sorry, it became the heroes men mentioned in legends of old. Now the Lord observed the extent of the people's wickedness, and He saw that all their thoughts were consistently and totally evil. Wow, Alison, it's in the Bible. It's Genesis chapter six, verses one till five. Let's just go on to, to verse 8G because that will finish up that little section. What do you mean? I have to turn the page. Yes, of course. My goodness me. Why couldn't it have all been in one page? <laughs> so so you, you want so I'll do six, seven, and eight. Yes, please. Yes, I have to go back again. So verse six from mm-hmm. five, verse six goes then. So the Lord uh, was sorry he had ever made them. Mm. So he was sorry he ever made them. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will completely wipe out this human race that I have created. Yes. And I will destroy all the animals and all the birds too. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. Wow. Yeah. That's. That's really something. Isn't it? Um, it is because my version, which is the NIV version, says from verse five says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human hearts was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. And with them, the animals, the birds and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favour in the eyes of the Lord. Those last three verses really. Like I. Like I could feel, like it makes God's regret very palpable. Like I can, it really conveys the depth. Can you imagine and God's heart being broken? Honestly. But yeah. despite that, like his love is so great and mm-hmm. far reaching and so deep. Despite feeling that way, he still gives them an out with Noah's Ark. And what do they do? Listen, but (laughs) yeah, but that's the thing. Like, despite how like wicked and evil the human heart is, God still gives a way for salvation. He still gives us an out. He still like the. The olive branch is still extended. Yes. Even though what we do all the time, because he says our hearts are wicked all the time, even though what we do all the time, 
breaks his heart. Like, I mean, that is just incomprehensible love. Like, imagine somebody making you so angry and breaking your heart, yet you're still offering them an olive branch because you love them so much. Like, you don't want them to perish and you don't want the relationship to completely dissipate and you don't want the relationship to completely break down. Mm-hmm. You still offer them a chance of reconciliation despite them breaking your heart over and over and over again. That's the kind of love that I don't think we have the ability to comprehend in our human nature. It, it takes it takes the grace of God. Um, and do you know something? Mm-hmm. We still as humans. So, and you know what I'm going to start on? Get in my soapbox. Yes, I am. And you know Nagum's in the in the chat room as well. Is she now? Okay. Yes, she is. Um, we humans, and especially women, I find a lot of women are holding on to bitterness, contempt, hatred, and unforgiveness. Mm. We're not mm. better than God. No. We are not. And you need to get over yourself. You need to forgive the people. You don't have to forget what they did to you. Sometimes we have to remember so we're not going to be sideswiped again because whatever mm-hmm. happened, it might have been right in front of our faces and it, we didn't see it until it really slapped us in the face. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can't, you, you're not supposed to forget so you'll not let it happen again. But, mm-hmm. if you, but if you pray to God about it, he can help erase it from your memory as well. But we need to forgive because look what mankind, I want to say mankind, I mean man on woman did. And God, it broke God's heart. Mm. And he, but he, in the end, forgave us all, didn't he? And he's, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could just, you know what people are like when they talk, when they talk about being heartbroken. You, you could just feel, really feel for them, don't you? Like, if you watch those movies and people are like, oh, my heart's broken. And that is really, to a certain extent, in some cases, very superficial. Yep. But this is sort of the depth of the love where the keys made you yet you've turned your back against him and you're doing everything he said to not do and you're rebelling against him and he's got every right and every justification to met out the punishment that you do deserve mm-hmm. yep. because he's a holy god and really evil cannot abide in his presence so he's got every right as your creator and as the creator to met out the punishment that you do deserve, but he doesn't do that. He offers you an out. And all you've got to do is accept it. And that's that's the good news. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus. That such a good God would offer you a chance at reconciliation through him even though you are nothing but evil like the thoughts of your heart it says here that the thoughts of the human heart were just continually evil like like every minute of every day our hearts are inclined towards evil um but yeah no that was that sort of that was forced for thought that made me think but going back to these daughters of men yeah yes mm-hmm. what do you make <laughs> Oh, there's so much controversy going around about this. You know, 
were the actual the third of the angels when Satan was kicked out of heaven and he took a third of the angels with them because mm. they were rebelling as well. Mm. There's so much controversy about it. it is it them mm. that made it with human females and then that's when sin came in? Mm. Um, or more sin came in, should I say? Mm. Uh, or was it something else? Now, a lot of people say, and this is where mm, you get into sort of that other, the books of the Bible that isn't in the books. People say that uh, if you read the book of Enoch, well, there's three mm -hmm. books of Enoch, but I'm, I'm not sure which one. But if you read the book of Enoch, mm -hmm. it will give more right there about the Nephilim. Yeah, there were, there's still giants about, like I'm five foot one. Anybody at six <laughs> foot of giant. Small, giant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My late husband, he was six foot seven. <laughs> Seriously, oh, wow. six foot seven and five foot one. We were sort of kind of like so. <laughs> that was comical. Um, so he was he was definitely a giant to me. Um, mm. And yeah, there are people about it seven foot. You know, high tall is tall. High tall is a giant. I think it's like you said, it's relative to. Exactly. No, nope. relative to how tall you are. It's not stated at how tall these women were that these men made it with but mm. i do love that bit at the end of the book uh where it says oh hold on to get the last page again uh you when you dress to emphasize sexual attractiveness you're apt to attract the wrong man i love that mm. i really do love mm. that but before we get to that i mean isn't there this whole thing here of It not being consensual. Yes, it was. It wasn't consensual, was it? Because it, it says in every version that we've read so far that they took for themselves, they took for these women. Um, so it didn't say that the women fell in love or the women threw themselves at them. It very much describes a power dynamic that is to the advantage of these um unearthly beings um and it, it looks like they they took advantage whether that's because they were physically stronger or you know i mean it's clear here that they're not earthly beings yeah exactly um Although it does say that one of them, that word could also be translated to mean the children of God as, as an Israel. So it could just be human beings, but I think most of the scholars sort of agree that they weren't of the human race. Yep. And they took these women for themselves. I think there were there's I think there's a lot. Now, again, we'll not know the absolute truth until we're in heaven and we ask God himself and we get the absolute truth. But we can think, we can speculate. I really do think there's a lot of truth in the fact that there maybe were fallen angels. Because also that behaviour of taking yeah. without consent. Yeah. You know, uh, some people say that they weren't fallen angels. They were maybe just tall, tall men. Okay. But as you say just to take something without consent i did say you know, they took as they pleased them for wives that just means sleeping with them raping them because mm. you know, 
you sleep with somebody, uh, you're supposed to be married to them. Um, so I really do. Yeah, OK, I'm going to put on, where's my, my uh, tinfoil hat? It's downstairs. I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat. I, I do believe that they were fallen angels. They had to oh. be. They, they, they couldn't have been good. No, and, and I think that's what sort of, that's what sort of um, pricking my mind a little bit. It's like, for you to do that, there's something innately not good about you, you know? Um, but then yet again, it's an example where women are taken advantage of. Big time. And I think that's the main point here. Again, women. And you see, this whole book, the book of women in the Bible, you can see mm. all the way through it as what we've done so far. And I, and I have read it all. Mm. Women have been taken advantage of. Mm. Some of the women, they weren't even worthy enough to be named. But yet, despite all of that, the women still trying. Big time. And we still are. And we still, and we're still here. Yep. So... Good time. And and I love the fact that the Bible doesn't shy away from some of these big life issues, some of these big life because these are real life issues. There are women out there that have been raped, and there are women out there that have been raped um by men who were physically stronger, or perhaps even men they may have been sort of giants because they were that much bigger than themselves. Like you say, you know, a five foot woman with a six foot seven man. To her, he's a giant. Um, but I also like the fact that these these sort of accounts are in the Bible because mm-hmm. for women for which this is a reality, um, oh, yeah. it's good to know that the Bible doesn't shy away from that. Like it gives that account um, and it also makes us and 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 this this probably has no bearing to anything at all. But what's interesting is that the outcome of that union is evil. Like the, the children that are born from from that union are the ones that go on to break God's heart. They're evil. Um, and that in itself is something. Now I know, you know, the book says. The book says it was because of their physical appearance. And so we shouldn't dress to emphasize sexual attractiveness. And this came up in the in the group this week. I'm just going to put it out there because it was a bit of an elephant in the room. And, and in the group this week, we had a few heated conversations, I must say. Um, but this is one of them because one of our members put up um, a post um, or a poster, I think it was. I remember rightly now, but it was a poster about, um, you know, not dressing. Oh, I can't remember. Um, I'm going to have to find it. Um, it was a poster about not dressing provocatively, um, so as to lead another to sin. Um, because I think. And then some women who would obviously, who have been victims of rape, obviously found that offensive. 
Um, and it didn't go down well, understandably so, because yep. um, especially if, you know, the term asking for it is thrown about out there quite a bit. Uh, yeah. um, I don't like that term. Yes, you know, and and some of our members were um, not happy with that particular post because they felt it, it, it was implying that they were asking for it. Um, and that this this book, this particular section also makes the point of um, when we dress to emphasize sexual attractiveness, we are more likely to attract the wrong men. Yep. Now, whilst I don't agree with the way, okay, here, here's the post, right? It says, ladies, any man that lusts after you will answer to God for his mental adultery. But you will answer to God if you provoked him by the manner in which you were dressed. And this is apparently a quote by Reverend Al Martin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you miss that one this week? I sure did. Oh, oh girl, you you missed the I, I I <laughs> ooh, I miss I missed that one. Oh, I had too many irons in the fire. Looks yes. like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to um uh yeah, and, and understandably, understandably that got that got you know um, mixed reviews because there there are women for whom that's a real thing. There are women for whom you know they've been abused, and and for them, hearing yeah. something like that triggers them and it makes them feel like you're saying, "quote unquote," they're asking for it. Um, but they see where I come from. That mm. that. If a woman walks down the street absolutely stark naked, mm. doesn't mean she's asking for it, doesn't mean she's got to be raped. Mm. But still, we are to dress modestly. I don't mm. like I don't like going about with all my you know, there's an old sense, an old uh, cracker uh, Floridian saying that uh, if you don't want your critters pet it, don't put them on display or something like don't don't, don't, don't be a pet and so mm. and yeah that that is true as well i do think that a lot of the modern dress is it leaves nothing to the imagination mm. but does that mean that uh men should just have their wicked way with women no it doesn't no but having said that i i think what that post alluded to, which I am also, I sort of buy into that school of thought, is the fact that the men are accountable for their sins, but the women are also accountable for how they dress. And if that dress were to provoke someone else to sin, so mm. if your actions provoking somebody else to sin you have to answer for that you 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 need to be held accountable it doesn't justify the other person's sin and it doesn't absorb the other person of their sin but there's also an element of your own like you have to be held to account there's there's a sense to which you have to be held to account for the way your actions yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah um yeah i do I, but then I, it doesn't I, mean like people that or women that dress modestly 
and yet um, end up in that phase. Yeah, and like Doesn't... the thing is, you know, a woman who dresses modestly, blouse buttoned up to the collar, skirt beneath the knee, maybe even down to the ankles. <laughs> Some men actually find that very sexually attractive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so mm -hmm. she's going about dressed modestly, thinking she's mm -hmm. doing the right thing. But mm -hmm. still, there's a man lusting after her. Now, whose fault's that? That's, but that's not on her. That's on him. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's that that's that's on him. Mm. Um. And again, if a woman does dress very revealingly, mm. why? Why? Of course, you have to look at why is she doing? Is she doing it to attract the attention? Mm. Um. Or if she just thinks she's got a great figure. You know, if she's got it, she's going to flaunt it, which I don't like. <laughs> some people even with not so great figures that are flaunting it. But anyway, no matter. Um, yeah, it is. It's it's a men should be stronger. Poor mm -hmm. Eve gets the blame of bringing sin into the garden. But all she did was she took that piece of fruit, and it wasn't an apple. Hey, here a piece of fruit. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an apple. She just showed him the piece of fruit, and Adam goes, oh, "Where'd you get that from the tree? It's the tree we're not supposed to touch." Yeah, why did you take it? The serpent told me he could mm. have it. Oh, really? Mm. He takes it and eats it. So if he had been stronger, it wouldn't have happened. You know, Eve didn't eat the fruit first. Adam did. Mm. Yeah. So men have to be stronger, and you know, people the world over say that. Oh, I'm going to get in. I'm, I'm going to get my head in the chopping block here again. Probably, yeah. People of the world over say women shouldn't teach. There shouldn't be female preachers. Women shouldn't do this, the other thing, because they're weak. They're too emotional. We're an awful lot stronger than a lot of men. Mm. We are. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Eve goes with this fruit. Adam takes it and eats it. He should have taken it from her and chucked it away. And don't Love touch that. it, woman. So, no matter how a woman's dressed, men should be stronger. And you, know, yeah, I think it's like a, 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 a non-Christian relationships. But then again, there are some Christian relationships, men and women. But men aren't always happy with what they've got, mm. and their eyes will wander. They think the grass is greener mm -hmm. on the other side, and instead of fertilizing the grass that, that they've got. They go to pastures which they think is greener, and greener. it ends up it's uh, 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 the worst thing that they've done. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think there has to be some restraint with men. Oh, for sure. But I think we're talking about those that all things being equal, we're trying or showing that restraint. We're talking about we're not talking about the loose ones and we're not talking about the, the depraved evil ones that are just going to do it because they've just got they've got a proclivity for that sort of behavior and um, right. we're not talking about those ones we're talking about the ones that are by all accounts living a righteous life you know on the on the straight and narrow path as you, as you know for lack of a better phrase and we're talking about those ones being tempted to veer off the path of, of righteousness or being tempted to veer off the straight and narrow path because 
of the way that perhaps a woman is dressed. Those, I think those are the ones that we're talking about. We're talking about the ones that are going to do it regardless. And we're talking about the ones that have the tendency to stray um, or it's already in their heart and so they're just looking for the opportunity. I'm talking about those ones. I think, I think this was more along the lines of those that, to all intents and purposes, are faithful to God and to their spouse. Or, um, but then this temptation comes their way or this temptress comes their way and causes them to stray. Um, and I think those were the ones that this message was addressing. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, the, the, the Bible does make reference to the fact that these women were beautiful. Verse two says, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married them and, and they married any of them that they chose. Um, that beauty, beautiful, that word beautiful, that almost sort of gives the sense of, their beauty was what caused them, what caused this fate to befall them. Yep. And I don't think I like that. I don't like it. You know, that's, that's really is saying that you, um, you're not to be beautiful. You're not to do anything. Yeah. 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 Um, and it doesn't matter. Again, you know, it doesn't matter how beautiful a woman is. She shouldn't be treated. I don't think I like that. I don't think I like the fact that. That their their beauty was yeah. what caused them to be picked on, um, because that sort of like you say that sort of says if they if they would have been quote unquote plain James, it wouldn't have happened, would it not? Or perhaps these men were well, going to do it anyway. That's they just chose the beautiful ones to do it with. Were they going to do it anyway? Well, that's, that's what the implication is. If there were plain genes, it wouldn't have happened. But it probably would have done. Probably would have done. Yeah. And, they just choose the more pleasing ones. And you, is that also why that, well, there's one particular religion where the women still, uh, are, are the orthodox are still covered from head to toe mm. when they're out in public and they're not allowed to be in public without a man? Mm. Mm. Um, probably why to protect to protect the woman Michael doesn't care if I wore a full hijab or not as long as I'm <laughs> 10 paces behind him that's fine <laughs> yeah he, just, he always tells me know your place woman <laughs> yeah and, and if you think and if you think I fall into that <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doesn't fall in line this one. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's a yeah. It's it's a hard read. This it is. I think we need to revisit this again. Yeah, I, I think, think I, yeah. I and what I would love to. Do, we've got a lovely audience in the live stream tonight. We've got more mm -hmm. tonight than we've had for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, excuse me. I've. I, I closed it down a bit let's see uh Sonia from the mm -hmm. Shetlands is with us uh Joanne's with us Tony Brown's mm -hmm. with us mm -hmm. hey ladies that all come in with hey, say hello to hello sorry um, but yeah I mean this this is this has been a, a hard one just just because purely because of the 
the things in which is discussed and the, the, the concepts which it's thrown out, which were issues that were real then, but are also real now. Um, and, you know, there's rape in there. There's um, beauty, a woman's beauty being discussed in there as, um, as perhaps the basis on which this fate befell them. There's also the idea um, of, you know, this, this woman being taken advantage of by stronger mm-hmm. beings that perhaps may not even have been earthly beings, um, alien beings, really, if you were to call it in today's terms, forget little green men or little blue men, you know, alien beings, alien, if, if you take alien to be anything that's foreign, then these are really alien beings. Um, and these women were forced to bear children um, with alien beings. So I think that's been really, and then towards the end of that, the outcome, obviously, of, of that um, partnership or that marriage is humans that break God's heart with their share proclivity for evil. And for me, that's really the sobering part of this passage, actually, just the fact that. That really is, you just those written that, and it broke God's heart. Yes, I think um, for me, that, that's sobering, because when you look at that, and then straight after that comes the flood, mm-hmm. um, then you start to think, despite that depth of emotion and sadness and heartbreak in God's heart, he still gives us an out. He did it with Noah. Um, he did it with Ruth. He did it. We've, we see it time and time again, and ultimately, he, you know, he did it with Jesus. Oh yeah. And so, no matter how dark and evil our heart is, God's got an out for you. There's a bridge Big to time. eternity. Big time. And that bridge is called Jesus. So, get up off of that bridge, accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Find a local Bible-believing church. Get to know him more for yourself and use that out. You've got a get out of jail free card in Monopoly language. You don't even have to pass go. You don't have to collect. You don't have to go pass go. Just show your get out of jail free card. He was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you can get out of it. You can get salvation. You can get eternity with God. And I think for me, that's sort of the bit that stood out of this because despite the rape and the the degradation of the woman of the women here and despite how dark this all is the fact that god still has salvation for us and he still has an out for us at the end of this and there's still hope for us at the end of all this and and the human story did not finish in verse 8 the human story did not finish with God's heart being broken. Um, and it certainly didn't even finish with the flood. Yep. That is the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And so Amen. thank Amen. you, everybody, for listening. It's been a wonderfully yes. sobering conversation um, and a very difficult passage to look to look at. Um, but thank you for bearing with us. And shall we pray and say goodnight? Go ahead, Sedona. Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you that the Bible is so wonderfully rich and complete. Thank you, Lord, that it encompasses 
all of the trials that we face as humans, all the difficulties that we face as humans, as, as, as women, um, as a human race, Lord, the issue of rape, we know that it's, it's the forefront of, of most women's minds because, you know, statistics are sobering about um, sexual abuse towards women and, and sexual harassment towards women. And so, Lord, when we read this, um, to know, Lord, that this kind of account is even in the Bible, Lord, um, but despite all of this darkness, you give us hope. Despite all of this and your heart being broken by just how evil our hearts are, Lord, you are there to shine a light. You are a beacon of hope, Lord, that we can look into. Um, and you just shine your light into the darkness that is the human heart. Um, Lord, I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would help each and every one of us, Lord, that wherever we find darkness, um, whoever we know that has been abused mm. or raped or sexually harassed, help us, Lord, to shine your light into that dark part of their lives. Mm. Help us to be able to give them your hope, a hope that only you can provide for them, mm. the hope of healing, a hope of restoration and the hope of eternity and glory with you. Help us to be able to point them to you, Lord, knowing that you can heal them. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your grace and your mercy that we enjoy every day, even though we do not deserve it. We ask, Lord, that you please keep us safe until we come next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. People Thank in Facebookland, we're going to say goodnight to you. And good people night, in Zoomland, we're going to say goodnight. But before we go, so Donny was talking there about salvation through Christ. And no matter how wicked you've been, no matter how bad your sin is, there is always hope in Jesus. Amen. And for those of you watching on playback, the web addresses for the ministries will be there. Mm. Get in touch with us. Talk with us. Mm. Um, we're here to speak with you and to help in whichever way we can. We can help you spiritually. Mm. Okay? So get in touch. Good night, everybody. Night, night. Nighty night, Nagum. Bless.